Hi, I'm Taryn. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Checked Out and Overdue. Hello. Hi, Chelsea. (laughs) Chelsea, we're further apart this week. I know. I went further further away from me. (laughs) Oh, man. Chelsea um, is recording from Bear Lake. The lake. Yeah, from the lake. Bear Lake. That's exciting. So basically in Idaho right now. <laughs> Was it is that the place that has the really good raspberry Yes like milkshakes? Yes, that's the one. I vaguely I vaguely remember like when I was going to Utah State, we went up I somehow went along with my older brother's friends i felt uncomfortable the whole time not because they weren't nice i just was an awkward freshman in college and i had no idea what to do. <laughs> um and i vaguely remember going to bear lake and there was like this one specific place that had raspberry milkshakes that were like a huge deal and we waited like 30 minutes to get them mm-hmm. but i don't was know it lo- was it i don't know if that was I have no idea. Oh my god, <laughs> that was Taryn. four, five, six, seven years ago, and I was like so scared the whole time of talking to people that I think I forgot the entire trip. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, like, I know. I'm a mess. It's okay. There's a whole debate actually over where the best raspberry milkshakes are. Oh. Um, so my personal favorite is Lebeau's. Fight okay. me. <laughs> Bring one home. Bring one to me. Fly one to Arizona for me. Okay, cool. Here, I'll just mail it down. That to you. would work, right? <laughs> I just speaking of raspberries, I just had. So it wasn't just recently; it was actually like a month ago. But when I was leaving my old job, one of my coworkers got me a box of cookies, and like, and in Utah and Arizona, there's this huge debate of the best like gourmet cookies that you can get. There's crumble mm-hmm. and chunk. They're like the biggest and names, and there's always this competition. Chip is another big one. I think there's a chip in Utah. I don't know if there's – is there one I here? don't know if they're in Arizona. I don't I, think yeah, so. Yeah, I haven't I seen Chip. But I know But I know that I've heard that one too. So they're a big deal. There's a new one that just opened. Oh. It's on Higley and Guadalupe and Gilbert if you live in Arizona, and it's called <laughs> Batch. And honestly, better than the other two that are here. I might be – slightly biased we got those uh, when i was my, down there yeah because it's right by your parents yeah. house did you yeah. like them i love i them. thought they were really good but they had a raspberry white chocolate cookie and it was one of the best cookies i've ever had in my entire life and i'm pretty picky Very about good. cookies because i have spent the last year trying to perfect my own chocolate chip cookie recipe <laughs> Which is a really wow. dumb thing to, like, have a goal of. But I just, I have a friend who makes really, really good cookies, Kessa. Shout out to Kessa. I, she lives in Utah now, and I haven't had one of her cookies in a while, and I miss them. She is, like, amazing. And she gave me her recipe. She trusted me with her recipe. And they don't taste like hers. And so I've been trying. <laughs> like, I swear she's lying to me and leaving something out. Or I'm just dumb. Yeah, she didn't give you the anyway. real recipe. <laughs> She's like, I'm just going to pull a random one off of the internet. Here you go. Here's my Google chocolate recipe. chip cookies and give you whatever she yeah. finds. <laughs> but anyway, so I've worked really hard. And I feel like I do actually have a really good chocolate chip cookie now. My husband says mm-hmm. I do, but he's kind of required to say that I do. Right. It doesn't really So count. anyway, not important. Sorry, but that's Andrew. why you said raspberry. Or if you were in 
you're in Idaho. I thought of raspberries, and that's why I thought of that cookie, and now I want a batch cookie. Yeah. Um, here's a smooth transition for you. Bear Lake is my family's beechwood. Oh, minus all the manipulation but you don't own and an island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, minus all of like Hey, you have to wealthy. you have to I forgot you have to bleep saw... that out. I have to bleep You have that to bleep out. that out. Okay, so you're gonna bleep that out. So now when people are like, why did it bleep it out? She did not swear. She just <laughs> put a very important plot point in our non-spoiler section. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna listen back to that and make sure that you <laughs> bleep it out. Because like the Dang whole it. thing is the internet for some reason, like has been really good about keeping the secret of the ending of this book. Everybody's ranting and raving about how amazing and didn't didn't care for this stupid book. Like ignore the dog barking in the background. Um so everybody's like so excited about like the ending of this book and saying it's so crazy. I would like to say for the world to hear. I I figured out the ending a quarter of the way in. I'm actually pretty impressed. Because remember I texted you, which I'm not going to say what I texted you, and then I said, never mind. It's because I got to the end and realized that I was right. <laughs> and so I didn't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> we need to talk about that text later okay. in the non-spoiler Deal. section. So yeah, and I just posted onto our Instagram. I realized that, so I was talking to one of my friends about our episode on this last Tuesday that we released our, our fairy tale episode. And I was explaining the normal structure of one of our episodes. And she's like, oh, I hadn't listened to any of them because I didn't realize that you had any portion that like wasn't a spoiler. So I was like, oh, I should, we should probably tell people that because we told them in our prequel episode. But if you but haven't been here. Listen to that. <laughs> but nobody listened to it. I think 15 people listened to it. <laughs> the stats oh, are well. correct. Oh, well. <laughs> so I like typed it up like we have our intro of this portion where we're saying hello and we talk about raspberries from Idaho. And then we have this general overview and then our spoilers. And then we like tell you what book we're reviewing next. So I just posted it. So you can't like ruin this and I'm have sorry. people be like, oh, we're just going <laughs> to show up for the general review. <laughs> and I'm just throwing out spoilers. <laughs> I guess so. It's okay. That's easy. Oh, I don't man. think you've ever had to bleep something out. So this will be fun for you. Yeah, that, that'll be a new one for me. Um. Let's get into this, though, because I have so many Can thoughts. Can I make one comment really quick? Yes. <laughs> this is unrelated to anything. So I've been cat-sitting. <laughs> I've been house-sitting and cat-sitting, okay? So the last five days, I've just shown up at a house to feed cats, okay? So I, like, walk in. I feed them. I did just tell Chelsea about how the last time I went to feed them, it was at night because I forgot to earlier, which was a poor decision on my part. And I opened the door, and right as I opened the door, they knocked an ice cream scoop onto the ground. So, of course, me being the scaredy cat that I am, I'm, like, standing in the doorway almost in tears. I'm like, I'm going to die right now. This is my story. Like, I'm going to die because somebody broke into this house. They didn't. They just knocked over an ice cream scoop. That doesn't matter. Um, They just texted me, and they were like, thanks for watching the cats. If you know anybody who wants them, please let us know. <laughs> so, if you're looking for a good cat. So if you're looking for three cats, they were very nice. One of them kept trying to snuggle me, but Andrew, my husband, is allergic to cats, so I kept having to, like, gently shove him away. He'll be like, I can't pet you, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's not important. 
but that's my story. There's just I thought that was a funny text. Like, oh, oh thanks for taking care of him for the past five days. We don't want them. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> yeah. So if you know oh. either of us, message us on Instagram. Got some cats for you. Okay, oh, let's talk about this book. We need I want to get I want to pick apart this book so bad. Here's the thing. The internet's freaking out about it. I didn't like it. Did not care for it. I gave it three stars because like I was slightly entertained. Like I did have enough motivation to get to the end, but I didn't like it, which may make people hate us. If it was any longer than it was, I don't know if I would have finished it, to be honest. I was, it was was not a difficult read as far as like difficulty level goes, like the language or the structure. So Mm -hmm. I finished it in like three hours, which tells you like, it wasn't that long. It was only 250 pages. And that tells you how little plot was in it because I didn't (laughs) have to think about anything. And I had the opposite problem. It took me forever to get through this stupid book because there was no plot and I kept getting bored and going to other books. I just kept thinking that there was, well, I'm house sitting and I only brought three other books with me and I already finished two of them. So I didn't have a lot of options. So I had to finish this one. (laughs) But I just, I know people are going to be mad. It's so interesting because it is very hit or miss on social media. Like book talks obsessed with this book and Mm -hmm. Goodreads gave it a Mm 3.83, which is pretty high. Chelsea gave it a 2.5 overall. I gave it a three. (laughs) I talked to my sister-in-law. She also gave it two stars. So I just don't understand. Did we like miss something? I I just feel like the plot was very lacking. I feel like the character development was very lacking. There was, you mean there was no character development? Meaning there was no character development. Like no one grew, no one changed, nothing happened. No. I didn't, I, I didn't, I had no point did I feel like, oh, I feel like I'm really getting to know these characters better. At no point did I ever feel that way. Um, the world building was okay. It has a really pretty map, so that's like the most redeeming quality about it to me. So let's go with world building. Okay. We can do that first. We both gave world building a three out of five. I, like we've said before, when you do more contemporary stories, there's less world building that has to go into it because you yeah. we know the world. We currently live in it. But I did like the island and I liked the map at the beginning of the book. If you open it mm-hmm. up, it shows you the map of the island where almost everything happens in the book. There are flashbacks. Pretty, yeah, pretty <laughs> much everything. Backflashes. <laughs> <laughs> there are backflashes. So, like, where she lives in Vermont and stuff with her dad. But other than that, it's just on this one building and these three houses. Four houses. Yeah. So, I would say world building gave it a three. Honestly, bumped it up because of the map. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote I on my notes. <laughs> I wrote on my, my, my notes that we are map whores. Yeah, you're not That's wrong. That's on my notes. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um... I did actually really like the idea of having the disconnect between with the characters between their Beechwood version of themselves and like the real world version of themselves. Which is the island. Yeah, Beechwood is the name of the island. Um, 
So they all go out for the summer. And that's pretty much the only time they see each other. It's, I guess we haven't really explained this book at all. Yeah. The main character. So <laughs> everybody in the world knows about it, though. So the main character, her name's Cadence. And she is at, at the current time, she's 17 years old. But it goes and flashes back to her, like, growing up with this really, really rich family. There's three daughters and her grandpa. And he's really wealthy. Do they ever say how he makes his money? No. no. You just know that he has a ton of it. He's, he's so old he money. he owns a private island. Yeah. <laughs> and he's old. They own a private island called Beechwood. And that's where they go every summer. They spend, like... The whole summer break, they go there every summer, and each of the daughters have a house that was built specifically for them and their families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then summer fifteen, which is what they call like when when she when Cadence is when fifteen, they're all fifteen year old. Yeah, she has two cousins from the other families that are also her age, and then one of her cousins, his like so her aunt's boyfriend's nephew, whose name really is really weird. I know, weird connection. He starts coming every single year, so he's also there. And there's the four of them, and they're called the Liars. Why are they called the Liars? They never explain it. No one knows. I only know because at the back of the book, there's like, I swear, a quarter of this book was all additional information. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, they're just extras in the back of her original, uh, her original, like, submission to what am I what's the word I'm trying to find her original uh it starts with a p pitch thank you oh okay (laughs) um her original pitch to the publishers of what like she kind of outlined the story and then somewhere back there she explains that there was supposed to be a chapter where Cadence our main character and our first person narrator explains why they're called the liars but it doesn't actually happen in the book you're just supposed to accept you're just supposed to know that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. so that's the book so she so summer 15 something happens and she doesn't go back for summer 16 and she comes back for summer 17 and ever since what happened in summer 15 she gets severe migraines and she has selective amnesia from just that one event. She just doesn't remember like that summer and that event. And nobody mm-hmm. will tell her what it is. Yeah, so the whole book is her kind of trying to piece together what happened during summer 15 and why no one will talk about it. Mm-hmm. Her mom tells her that like anyway, no, just kidding. I don't need to say that. We'll talk about that later. Um anyway, so she just has the same that's the whole that's the whole book. Most of the story takes place summer 17 of her on the island talking with her cousins trying to figure out and like nobody will tell her what happened. They're like the doctor said it's better if you come to that like if it if that memory comes back to you naturally. Yeah. So then everybody's just trash and they just won't, do nothing. Won't tell her anything. <laughs> so that's world building. There are that's the basic idea and the world building they're on an island. Um, character development I gave it a two there was no development yeah I gave it a two and a half by the end of the book the big reveal is is that she figures out what happened to her but other than that like there is no moral improvement there's there's no Uh improvement of the characters the entire book you do look at some characters different after the big reveal at the end but I still didn't like them 
Yeah, no. I I don't know. A I, few yeah. of her family members' comments, I'm like, okay, I understand that a little bit more, but I still don't like you. I would agree. I would agree very much. Unimpressed. Yeah. Pacing? I gave it a three. Um, I felt like it was pretty slow for me, and I feel like even when things were happening, I didn't feel like anything was happening. It's because almost everything in the book happens in her head. Yeah, or it was like, I don't know, there were moments where it's like revealing something that happened during like summer 15, where she's like remembering this thing, and I was like, yeah, I just, I don't really care. I'm gonna be honest, didn't, wasn't, wasn't feeling it. I had, one thing that I realized as I was reading is I had no reason to care about Cadence. Mm -hmm. I felt bad for her. Like, that does, that does really stink to have a chronic illness and to have chronic pain. That's, I've never had to experience that. And I'm sure that that is terrible. And so you get to see, like, these headaches that she goes through. She explains them to you. But she still just whines about every detail of her life, the entire book. And she has a crap ton of money. She gets to go on trips. And, like, then she just complains about everything and even in the end when she figures out what happens she still isn't happy yeah i i wasn't thrilled with it but overall i just i didn't feel like the mystery was that engaging for me like hardly anything happened because i feel like i dragged myself through that book and there was no payoff for me personally Mm -hmm. but i did actually really like is occasionally There'd be, like, a couple paragraphs where she would write, like, a a different variation of a fairy tale or, like, make up these fairy tales. And I actually Mm -hmm. thought that was really fun. I did really like that. I thought – I did think those those were interesting. I added – so our four normal breakdowns are plot, character development, world building, and pacing. And I added an additional one for this one, and I called it some sort of writing critique. (laughs) And I just – I did like the fairy tales, but I think the the way that it was written was supposed to be poetic, and to me, it just felt choppy. Do you like? Do you agree, or did you like it? I wrote that somewhere on the notes too, where I was like, I I feel like the writing style was supposed to be poetic, and it it just felt like a bit much to me. It was a little, a little bit too much. To me, it felt like a teenager trying really hard to sound like important and and almost philosophical and I have a like certain moments that I really want to talk about later that I'm just like what just happened that made no (laughs) sense whatsoever so there were sometimes that there were there were so many metaphors in this book that sometimes you couldn't tell what was a metaphor and what really happened yes like there are parts where she says that like she was bleeding and then one of the other characters like bandaged her up and I don't I still don't know if like there was a time when like there was actual self-harm or if it was all metaphorical right. okay I this still is, don't know this is on page five so I don't feel like it's a spoiler but like at one point she's talking about her dad leaving her mom oh my gosh yes <laughs> and it's like hit her talking about like he hired moving vans and he was moving and taking the car and then goes, then he pulled out a handgun and shot me in the chest. I was standing on the lawn and I fell. 
the bullet hole opened wide and my heart rolled out of my rib cage. And then you find out it was all metaphorical. And, but I, when I read that, I was like, wait, what just <laughs> I was, that was one of the times I like literally jumped. I'm like reading in bed and I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, that took such a dark turn. But then so she fast. doesn't even, ex- she never explains that that was metaphorical. Yeah. Like it was, obviously she didn't actually get shot in the chest. But then like, so yeah. It tasted like salt and failure. The bright red shame of being unloved soaked the grass in front of our house. The bricks of the path, the steps on the steps to the porch. My heart spasmed among the peonies. Peonies? Who knows how to pronounce that? Like a trout. <laughs> and then she said, "Mummy snapped." She said to get a hold of myself, be normal. And I'm like, so that, so it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. No. I, and maybe, I felt like yeah. I did the equivalent of a double take. <laughs> Where it was like he pulled out a handgun and shot me, and that's like such a specific way to say it too. Mm-hmm. That I was like, it wasn't even like what? <laughs> it wasn't even. I felt as if I had been shot in the chest, and I know that's like a writing technique to be literal when like you're being figurative, whatever. But I just there were so many times like that. Like that's almost how she explained her headaches too. And there were times that I I was just confused. And by the end of it, I'm like, can you just say your head hurt? Like, yeah. Yep. I don't need another person coming in and, like, cleaving your head open with an axe. I'm like, it just got weirdly descriptive. <laughs> yeah, this thing is, like, if it was just, like, one sentence, I could maybe get past it. But a lot of them, it's, like, a full paragraph. Like, it's four or five sentences. <laughs> that I was, like, you're taking the metaphor way too far. And again, I know she's trying to explain this chronic pain and like there's really no way to describe it it just didn't it just didn't really resonate with me her writing style was not my favorite but I know a lot of people thought it was super poetic and beautiful so we of course are not the deciding factor but this is our podcast so we can tell you what we think yeah I I, I, it fell flat for me the whole book fell super flat for me yeah family's messed up Caden's annoying didn't even find the romance compelling. Her her grandpa was the worst. <laughs> All of them were the worst. If you want an easy, like, beach read that is kind of a mystery, but there's, the only mystery is one thing, then, then this is a good book. <laughs> yeah. I, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst it wasn't book bad. that I've ever no, read. No, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't I great. Just, and maybe if it hadn't been so hyped up, I wouldn't have been so let down. But I was expecting it to have, like, a one-of-a-kind, like, thing that happened at the end. And I was just going to be so shocked. And I was like, I literally saw that coming from, like, the fifth chapter in. Yeah, I was not shocked. I wasn't emotional. Like, a lot of people were like, the ending wrecked you. Put me in a book hangover. And I was like, really? This one? This is the one? Yeah, I was just, I was just mad. I, like, got up and went to work and it was like... That was a waste of my time. Yeah. Okay. So that's how we feel. So if you like, I I wouldn't tell people not to read it. I would just say lower your expectations and you might enjoy it more than I did. Yeah, that's probably fair. That's probably fair to say. I felt like it was a little overhyped. It has potential. If that's your jam, you might enjoy it. Wasn't my jam. And I've never, I've never read anything else by E. Lockhart. So I don't know if all of their books are like this, but I don't know. I don't know. 
Anyway, that's our review. That's why I gave it three stars is because if it was a little less hyped, I probably would have enjoyed it more. But it's a little book. You could probably finish it in a few hours, depending on if you're more like me or Chelsea, if you just fly <laughs> through it. Um, but that's that. I feel like we're going to get people mad at us. It's okay. Look, if you enjoyed it, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. It's it's fine. Like I don't hate it. I just not I'm not gonna bash you if yeah. you enjoyed it. And if you enjoyed it, that's great. I just personally it, it didn't resonate with me. Yeah. So that's all. That's all I have to say on that's that. It. That's we were liars. Um, okay, let's get into the spoilers. spoilers. I'm so excited. So oh, excited. Cue the alarm. My gosh. Yeah, cue the alarm. If you haven't read it and you want it spoiled, <laughs> stop listening. <laughs> the dumbest ending to a book ever. That's all I the, have to say. The they were ghosts trope, not my favorite. It is my least favorite trope. I wrote it in all caps at the bottom. I they were dead the whole time <laughs> is the dumbest trope on the planet. That's not true. The only one worse than that is it was all a dream. Oh my gosh. That's the only oh, trope worse than that, that for me. <laughs> That's the worst. Or they go back and change the timeline and so everything that happened in the previous books doesn't matter. I just, I, I like didn't. either. I like saw that the fire, I knew that they had started the fire. I guessed mm-hmm. that pretty early on. But okay, the text that you sent when you're like, is Gat dead? I was like, oh, I thought that too. But I was at a point where she'd like come back summer 17 and then he was alive. And I was like, oh, just kidding. I thought that I'd guess it, but I guess not. But then they're like, haha, he was dead. And I was like, okay. So I guess I did guess it, but then I unguessed it. But I feel like that's cheating because that was so dumb. I feel like the ghosts went against all expectations of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like they ate food, they touched her. Like even after she knew they were ghosts, at one point it says like she ran up to Gat and he like picks her up and twirls her around. Yeah, like they can they <laughs> they have physical bodies. I was like, is she just running around by herself like a lunatic? I don't I'm, know what to picture. Can <laughs> anybody else see her? Like that's my question. It was that's that's something that was strange oh my to gosh. me. Okay, I have to say, the one thing that I did like in this whole process, I feel like I have to say something that I like so people don't think that don't think that I just, like, bag on books all the time. Yeah. Or all of the books. I did like to see how each of the cousins slowly, like, deteriorated the longer that they stayed. Like, it was interesting to see... Oh, why am I blanking on her name? Ma... Mirren. Mirren. It was interesting to see Mirren, like, get sick because of the strain of having to stay there. But it just, I feel like there was no explanation of, like, where they were, where they were going, why they were there. Like, I know they were there to help her move on. I just, I just feel like that their dead is always, like, a cop-out. Like, you don't actually have to explain anything because they were dead. The other thing that was frustrating with me, with them dying in the house, and I know that it says this and acknowledges it in the book, But how insanely avoidable the whole thing was. Not just by not burning a house down, but like, and not that I spend my life thinking about how to go about burning houses down. But I feel like you start at the top and then work your way down. You don't start 
at the ground level where everyone's trying to get out, I feel like you don't start with the exit. I feel like that or that's common sense. An unnecessary amount of gasoline on paper that will already burn easily. And and again, it acknowledges that and I get that they were 15-year-olds and they were drunk. I just feel like it was so stupidly avoidable. It made me so angry. It made me so angry. And I feel like what they wanted to happen, like at the end of the book, it's saying, oh, what really brought them together was the death of these three kids. They weren't together, I, though. They weren't together. <laughs> like Their grandpa has dementia. The moms are still fighting. They all just are hugging because they're sad. Like, I don't feel like it healed anything. No. No. It just made people not talk about money anymore. But not talking about the money and being okay not getting money are two very different things. I feel like I feel like this book was tragedy for the sake of tragedy. And obviously it worked because I know a lot of people who said that they like were wrecked and felt emotional at the end of this book. I didn't even sort of cry. And I felt Be- bad. Like I yeah. wanted, I wanted to feel that tragedy because I feel callous saying that, but like, it didn't, it didn't hit me. When I first read that they were dead, I was like, yes, I was right. Like, <laughs> that was my first reaction. <laughs> the only thing in the entire book that made me tear up was like you said earlier, when she was going through of all of the things that her cousins wanted to do. Yes. Like when it says Johnny wanted to run a marathon, he wanted to go to school, he wanted to do all these things. Mirren wanted to do this. And she's like, Gat's never going to be able to go to college because of my stupidity. And so that was the only thing that made me emotional. Yeah, those two pages were the most emotional part. And I feel like in a different story, that would have wrecked me. But I didn't, I didn't feel the connection. So it's like, it made me sad. It, because the theory of it was sad, but I I didn't feel the, the personal loss that you sometimes feel when a character dies. I just wasn't connected to any of them. They didn't deserve Gat. Like, all of them were, like, her grandpa was racist and didn't want him there. And he, like, didn't fit in. I just felt bad that he was there. I didn't think Johnny was very nice. I didn't think Mirren was very nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't think any of them were particularly good people. So not that I don't care when people die, but like I had no chance to get emotionally attached to them because mm-hmm. the whole book up until like when she gets to the island, Mirren isn't responding to emails, which like we find out it's because she's dead, but they're just every other summer before that they never contacted when they were on the island. I don't know. I just, I did not feel the connection to the characters that maybe some other people did. So that maybe that's why, yeah, like you said, maybe that's why I didn't get that. Yeah. I was just more, I I was more sad for the futures that they lost than for, like, the family. I don't know. And I I wanted to get into the romance and, like, cheer for Caddy and Gat. But quite frankly, I think Gat is too good for her. (laughs) I think he's too good for the whole family. Like, I really don't understand why he went back i don't I, d- I feel like he had a really good point when he was 
I can't remember if this is pre or post, if this is ghost gat or real gat, but he's like, you don't know me. Like, you've never seen my life. You've only seen the version of me that exists on this remote island. But, like, that's not the real me. You've never met my mom. You've never seen my apartment. You've never met my friends. You, like, you don't know anything about my life. And she's never asked. No. She had, she had multiple summers to find that out. And she never asked. Mm Mm-mm. Never contacted him. I can't remember if she, like, tried to contact him. I don't think they did. She didn't until that... Until the summer that they were dead. Yep. Yep. Romance subpar. Families subpar. The... So, in the book at the back, because it's, like, a YA, sometimes they'll have the, like, reading guide questions. So, one of the questions that it brings up is when describing her aunt's divorce, Cadence states... I don't know what happened. The family never speaks of it. In what way does the family's curtain of politeness paralyze them? It's not even politeness. It's just, again, because it's YA and everything YA has this problem. There's no communication in the entire freaking... People would just communicate. (laughs) People would just communicate. So many books would not exist. I just, I would like a really good story that doesn't rely on miscommunication as a plot point. That's what I was just going to say. Didn't I, didn't I text you yeah, that you, the other day? Yeah, you like, texted me a, that. I want to read a book where the, where lack of communication is the whole point of the plot. <laughs> it's so dumb. I just, I thought that question was really interesting because I don't even think it was being polite. Yeah, I wouldn't I consider... Agree being cold as being polite or like keeping all of your emotions inside because the number of times her mom says cadence be normal or her family like talking crap about each other that one summer and sending their kids to go talk crap about the other families to the grandpa like none of it seemed like politeness this was just manipulation and the reason they weren't sharing what they were experiencing is because they were worried that was going to it was going to cause problems in their inheritance so that was it it wasn't because they were trying to spare others it was because they were trying to save themselves another thing is i know it's a mystery so when it's a mystery you like read into everything right and so i kind of thought that she was going to go somewhere a little bit more with why the grandpa was constantly confusing caddy with mirin and I get he has dementia, so, like, that plays a role, but I I thought that was gonna play in more than it did, and I thought, when she runs, I can't remember which of the ants, she, like, walk, sees one of the ants walking at night, and, like, tries to talk to her, and then the next day, she's like, how was your walk? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I thought that was gonna come back in. I was like, why? No, nope, that's it, never explained. It's, I'm guessing, like, I guess that was just her not acknowledging that there's a problem? Question mark? I don't really, I don't know. Also, the part where Mirren's little brother calls, and she he's like, I'm scared. And she's like, we'll just have Mirren read you a bedtime story. And then later, he's like, yeah, I just had Mirren read me a bedtime story. And so all of these kids are lying to her. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like, he's, like, 10. He's, like, oh, yeah, 
my dead sister read me a story because I can't tell you that she's dead because my mom told me that you're addicted to pills. Like, and like even the twins going in and stealing her pills. Like, I feel like nothing was resolved in this book. Yep. I just, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's just a book. (laughs) It's just a book. It's fine. Um, I just want to make one more comment about her grandpa. She like almost praises her grandpa a little too much. I know she acknowledges that he wasn't perfect, but he was terrible and he completely enabled his daughter's dependency and manipulated them into attacking each other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, it's hard because like, I feel like it doesn't outright say he has dementia until like the end of the book. He does at the end, but the his whole life and before his wife dies... He's fine. It's I think that triggers his um de- the decline of his mental state. Yeah, I, just, I remember there, so much. there was one point when they were like, he he told I think it was Caddy's mom that was like, oh I'm not gonna not gonna give the house away to to like the other sister. She's she's a she really calls her like something weird like a wench or something. Yeah, but then he it was something like tells, not nice, and I was like, oh okay. But then he tells the other sister, he's like, "Don't, don't worry. I'll get, I'll take care of her. I just need more time to get her out of the house." Like, like that's just so too like a two timing, scheming, slimy. Oh, but ugh. because, like she says, she breaks it down. All of them are living off of the trust fund money, so. They can't talk back to him. And that's what's done. I know. And all of them have crappy jobs that don't pay them that much. That's why they have to rely on those, on those trust funds. So that's why they're also worried about him freaking dying. And that's why that one sister's like, I'm the only one that takes care of him. And they're like, well, you're the only one that lives within three hours of him. But daddy, I want you to redo the kitchen. My kitchen's the oldest in my five-bedroom house that's on a private island. I just, oh I'm not happy. I, that's, I just felt whiny <laughs> the entire time. Like, I'm, not that I have a hard life. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> very, very fortunate. But I was like, oh, shut up. Well, you're like, also not constantly complaining about how hard your life is. My life is so hard. What are you talking about, Chelsea? I call you every day and complain about no, how. No, the number of times I don't know. Life is. <laughs> I I know you're watching Brooklyn Nine Nine with Andrew, but the episode when Jake and Gina go undercover and they are like trying to sneak into the high end club. Do you never remember the scene I'm talking about? And Jake <laughs> pretends to get a phone call. He's like, "Hello, Daddy." No, Daddy. And she, <laughs> that's how I picture this whole family is Jake Peralta's fake rich persona i love it Uh, yeah i just mm, mm. also i liked your question on here were they justified in burning down the house no i thought you wrote that question oh did i i didn't write that no look at me well then i wrote that were they justified um i i don't think arson is justified but like at the same time, I get the, I get their, I got their point. I really did understand that was the symbol of everything that was bad, but what was it going? Like, I, I know that they wanted it to solve the problems, 
But I feel like the the daughters would have just complained that now that he's redoing the house, there's less money for them. Yeah, I well here's the other thing. If I felt like them burning down the house was actually about that symbol, I'd I'd feel a little differently, but I don't feel like it was about burning down the symbol. I feel like Caddy was just on a straight up power trip. I think she just enjoyed the power that Arshan gave her. They finally in in all of their lives where they had no control over their over their lives because the moms are sending them over to go talk crap about the other cousins and all this different stuff. It was one of the things that these drunk 15-year-olds felt like they could actually have a say in. But then as we learned when we read The Little Mermaid, 15-year-olds should not be making these choices because <laughs> they make bad choices. <laughs> they're they get drunk and then accidentally burn themselves. That it that was almost it was almost hard to read for me because it was so unnecessary. I would agree with that. Like as she was reading and, or as she was going through and pouring the gasoline and then the moment of realization when she like had run to the beach and had run back. But like the description, oh, did I, I don't know if I marked it. Let's see if I can find it. She described It made me feel her, gross. Yes. So I want to see if I can find it because she makes a comment about all of them dead in the building. And I was, oh, she said, Mirren's hair in flames, Johnny's body on the floor, Gat's hands, his fingerprints burnt, his arms shriveling in the fire. I was just like, ooh, I didn't need. We didn't need that imagery. Yeah, because she's like, I think of the, I think of the liars burning in their last few moments, breathing smoke, their skin alight how much it must have hurt and then that other paragraph and then she says like on his hands words on his left hand gat on his right hand cadence my handwriting i just didn't it felt didn't unnecessary it. i what's interesting is her mom has said multiple times throughout the book that she has told her what has happened multiple times and I know that, like, this memory came to her herself, but she's also, like, hallucinating ghosts. So, or not hallucinating, sorry. Like, I just mean, like, she's seeing she's seeing ghosts, and she's still having these splitting headaches. I just didn't feel super resolved. I almost wish there had been an epilogue of, like, ten years later, I have, my headaches have gone away, I've been able to move on, and I've done this in honor of my cousins. Yeah, I feel like that would have helped a lot. Because with this ending, she's just like, I'm Cadence. And I'm broken, but I'm healing. I'm like, cool, good for you. They're all <laughs> still dead. Like, I still just, like, there was there was no resolution. <laughs> I just, I don't even have anything else to say about this book at this point, I don't point, know, Chelsea. I don't know. I, I wanted so much more out of this. I don't even feel like it was a mystery. I know it was a mystery because, there, but there was like one thing. The, the mystery was just not engaging to me. It just wasn't, wasn't. This is gonna be one of our shortest episodes just because we didn't like it. <laughs> and, and it's hard because I'm like, I, I hate to, I don't want to like sit and bash on the book. I don't want to because I, I would first of all like to recognize how hard it is to write a book. It's so, I can't write a book. So kudos this, to no, Elon for writing 250 pages. 
You should be very proud of yourself. I'm glad I bought a copy so that you can live and, and support she, yourself. Yeah. I just... And I, was it the worst book that I've read? No, of no, course no. not. I've read way worse. I think I'm just mad, again, because of the hype. I really yeah. do feel like if I had just gone to a bookstore and found this and seen that John Green loved it, it's on the front cover. <laughs> I feel like I'm disappointing John. He said, thrilling, beautiful, and blisteringly smart. We Were Liars is utterly unforgettable. It is unforgettable. He got that one part. Because it made me mad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Also, I'm sorry, this John. Is so not important. But I feel like the cover has nothing to do with the book. I think it's the three cousins in the in the ocean. Or the two cousins and Jack. I, that's the thing is like I don't I don't know what this cover is. I don't know why this is the cover. And I feel like I would have picked a different cover, personally. But they didn't ask my opinion, so... 32 pages. There are 32 pages of bonus content. I didn't that even read is... all of them. I didn't read all of them either, because some of them I just didn't care about. I was like, I, I don't need all these random notes and poems from Gat. I don't, yeah, I I don't care about that. There is the group guide. I... I just didn't even like most of the questions in the group guide. Like, what did you feel Cadence learns at the end of the novel? I don't feel like she learns anything. How does Lockhart handle topics of racism, land ownership, inheritance, materialism, greed, and manipulation? I feel like the only one who truly acknowledges all of that is Gat. Mm-hmm. And, and Kelly um, does a little bit. She does a little bit because of Gat. Yeah. If Gat didn't bring it up, like, he's saying, like, well, who are we to own this land? And she's like, we just own it. That was it. That was the conversation. I I don't even know what else to say. I did last thing that I thought was really funny. So the other day, as Chelsea and I were recording our Little Mermaid and Rumpelstiltskin episode, I had made a comment of, like, oh, we should maybe do a Tuesday Tales about, like, books with the least redeemable characters and I made a comment about Wuthering Heights and Wuthering Heights is is referenced in this book because every single character in that book is is unredeemable so I thought that was funny I was like oh what a coincidence also I swear people are listening to what we're saying because we'll talk about fairy tales and then all of a sudden we see other people doing fairy tales or we're like oh we're gonna do an episode on we were liars and then I keep seeing we were liars everywhere I think my phone's listening to me probably Nah, that's fine. <sighs> Maybe one day I'll say, hey, I would like, um, I want to meet Sebastian Stan. There you go. Make that happen. My FBI agent. Or Ben Barnes. Did you see that um, TikTok that I, or that reel that I posted on the our Barnes and Noble? Overdue? <laughs> yeah. Barnes, Barnes being, being Noble. noble. <laughs> I People should are not so have laughed clever. as hard as I did. Oh, I, f I realized I hadn't posted anything about Ben Barnes this week. We had to have our oh weekly Barnes post. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay, I'm sorry that that was so sad. I feel like the last two weeks have been kind of like, meh. But the next one's going to be super well, good okay. because oh my the next book we're doing is Seeking Persephone by Sarah Eden. It is a historical romance. I just finished it and I am obsessed. <laughs> And I'm very excited to talk about it. I've read it four it. times. It's fine. <laughs> so it's going to be really good. The next one's going to be really good. Oh, I'm so freaking excited. And also next week, so 
this will come out on the 6th. Yeah, so this comes out on the 6th. In a week, we'll do our next Tuesday Tales, and we're doing the best of Jane Austen. So we'll get two weeks of Regency, and I that'll be uplifting and happy because I love it so much. And Seeking Persephone is going to change your life, and I, you're not, you're not ready. The, yeah, you're this is my first historical romance I've ever read. And, and was it and worth I, it? I loved it. I loved it. I brought, loved I have it. Another, I have another uh, Sarah Eden book with me right now that I'm going to read this weekend. So I will save my whole story for the Sarah Eden episode, but I have a personal like love for Sarah Eden. And she, that was like the first romance book I ever read in high school. And I own all of her books, every single one of them. And she's written a lot of books. <laughs> the whole top shelf on my bookshelf, the whole top shelf on my bookshelf is all Sarah Eden. There's like a few, I have Eden Brook and I have Blackmore. There's like a couple of other ones, but most of the shelf is all Sarah Eden. I love her so much. So hang in there. Sorry that we didn't love It'll this It'll be good. We'll, we'll if you better. hate it or like, if you agreed with us, please message us. Cause I feel a little crazy. I feel like we had a whole section of the book that was missing that we somehow didn't get. Literally the last last two sentences of our notes says, did we miss something? Why does everybody love this so much? Or if you did love it, also message us and tell us why you loved it. Because yes. I genuinely want to know. I, yeah, I really do want to know. And like, don't yell at us. We cry easily. Well, at least I cry really easily. But we, I would love to discuss this. Because everybody freaking loves it. Oh, man. So. Okay, guys. Next week, Best of Jane Austen. I'm going to be posting about that. If you listen to this and you have scenes from a Jane Austen book or even from the movie, I'll find it in the book for you. And you want us to read it, please send it to us. I'm so excited. And then the next week, we're going to do Seeking Persephone by Sarah Eden. Go buy it and read it. You're going to love it. I promise you. And it's only you like you won't regret that? it. It's only like two hundred something pages. Yeah, it's super short. I read it in a couple hours. It was super quick. Yeah, it's beautiful and amazing and wonderful, and you need to buy it right now. I would do anything for Sarah. I don't. I don't often love books outside of the fantasy genre, but but this is worth worth the investment, fam. Worth it. It's gonna be so good. Okay, everybody, you're all fantastic and wonderful. Go eat some candy or some ice cream. Do something happy. Or yell at us on social media. We love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Have a, have a wonderful week. We love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>